1: let's talk about this combine thing because people want to know right what's the difference between notre dame and say georgia right i see people talking in the chat and this is you know this is interesting because we thank ant underscore vr for always tapping in with us and he says will anderson ran a four six nine i'll take foskey's four five eight all day you could take you can take that 40. I'll take the player though. I'll take you can have you can have Fosky's four five eight. Give me Will Anderson on the field. Yeah, give me if Will you, Anderson on the field. For if sure. you're forcing I, me to make a yeah. choice as a player, give me Will Anderson on the field. With all due respect. Yeah, with all and this, I and love and, and appreciate. It has Isaiah nothing to do with
2: us not loving Foskey. Nothing. It's just Will. Like, you know, and did you see all them awards and accolades the man had? I mean. What do you say to that?
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: it's man it's 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 just crazy man you know you start to see and people don't think it makes a difference but that extra tenth of a second or that extra two tenths of a second can mean a lot of things on a football field it could be the difference between a tackle and a broken tackle it can mean the difference between a sack and the ball getting out right before you get there yo it is man you need those type of dudes man you know you need those keon keely's you need those peyton bones as much as i think he's a person of low character at this point in his life and i hope he grows up oh Peyton Bowen. very questionable very questionable can I,
2: character can I, can I can an 18 year old 17 year old have low character really are you kidding me this early in the game? Can Are you kidding, kidding me? me? Dude, know, wait a kidding.
1: minute. I look. I'm the person that I am very objective, bro. You know I work with teens, I've worked with teens my entire life. All I do is have empathy towards teens. Come on, bro. You go to high school with some dudes that have some low kids okay, ob-
2: objectively though. You got ob- to objectively you looking at got to consider me. Okay, what am I considering? Two what different factors? Wait at a 17 or 18 decision making,
1: though. A liar is a liar, correct? <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. A and, liar, a liar is a liar, correct?
2: Uh okay, did okay, is Jalen Carter a liar? Yes. Yes. Okay, We gotta put okay, put his
1: shoes on. You the yes, number one is. pick
2: in the draft. You gonna tell them cops you was racing?
1: You number one pick. Dude, you're I'm a star. I'm a star at the University of Georgia. You're the number one pick. The first thing I would have done is called Kirby. That's the first thing I would have done. <laughs> like, yo, coach, man, this is what happened. Such and so just wrecked. Man, I, what should I do?
2: Like, He's man, not, at, at
1: 18, you're thinking that. At 18, you're thinking that. Dude, stop. What football players aren't taught if something happens on campus? Wait a minute. Let bro. us know. Wait a minute, though. You, it's 2.30 in
2: the morning. Come on. You the number what? one pick. You okay. were doing wrong. Okay. Some tragic stuff happens. Yeah. Because remember, he left. He said, I'm going. He came back an hour later. That's he not
1: That's run. not low character. Bouncing? That's hit and run. And so man. if somebody hit you and then took off, that wouldn't be low character. It wasn't a hit and it? run. It was No, racing. no, no. i just used the example. Hit and run different now. That's low um, character. If you hit him, um, your and, friend just died in from a race. all driving track. and racing. Yeah, you took off. You don't stick around to see if they're okay. You don't stick around to tell the policeman this is what happened. I'm so sorry. None of that. Like you're not scared. None of that. You're not scared at 18. You're not scared at 18. You just gonna once sit again, down like a responsible again, adult and be like, again, Yeah, if Will Fuller. <laughs> Was in an accident that you saw, would you pull off? Would you pull off? That's your boy that just crashed. Would you pull off? No, I
2: wouldn't pull off. But that we're not talking about me. Because you have high character. Because you have high character. No, we're talking about a kid that's 17, 18,
1: that's going to be the number one pick in the draft. He is 21, fam. He is 21. (laughs) <laughs> he is 21 years old, When man. did it happen, though? When did it happen? Months is ago. It? He's 21. That was last year. My
2: bad. Okay. He's still a kid.
1: He's not a kid. Okay. So. No. Look, I have a 20-year-old. I still we man. The missus, and we treat her like a kid. <laughs> At 20. So I understand what you're saying. Like, no, you're not grown. You still need help. You still need wisdom. Exactly. understand. But she has high character, though. I can tell you that. So fear doesn't play into a situation. You know your children. At some point, look, I'm telling you, somebody could come tell you about Lil' Leek, and you would know within the first four words whether or not he did it. You'll know. You'll be like, yep, yep, that's Lil' Leek. I know him. I know him. <laughs> I know, him, right? Look, yeah, I know what baby girl would do. I know, baby girl has high character. I'm not even worried about that. I'm just saying, fear matters. I know if her girl crashes, if her a, girl, crashes, if her if girl he was... crashes, she's not leaving the scene. Hot.
2: In your opinion, if you're in fear of lying losing to the police, all, if you're if you're in fear of losing it all. Generational left. wealth, 60 million dollars in the
1: left. future.
2: Left, it's the NFL. He was guaranteed 20. Well, no, wait, wait, ahead. wait,
1: left, left. It's the NFL. They're still going to draft him in the first round after he lied and showed low character. <laughs> They're still going to draft him in the first round. So, what if he showed high character? The when NFL has low character, though. When it went ahead and faced the tickets. Man, told detectives that. what it was and said ma'am my fault and was accountable to the situation for the jump guess what nfl teams would have said you know what that's the type of dude that's the type of that's the type of dude i would love in my locker room how many 18 year olds with stakes he's 21 left 20 year okay. three he's years
2: different, three years make a difference in your opinion are you kidding me three years i think oh, i think absolutely I think 10 year increments make a difference. Three no. years. Is like, if you live to be 90 years old, three years is like a blip in the time.
1: You're a totally different person at 20, 21 than you are at 18. If or you should be.
2: Changes, if your environment changes, how much can change when you're on a little campus for three years in a row? I think that, yes, he was wrong for lying, for sure. The fear and the in the in the stakes of what he was going through in the in the heat of battle, knowing that he may not have directly caused it. He
1: didn't. You can't blame him for right someone else's decision like He him. was
2: involved though. He was there. Yes. So he's thinking like shit, I didn't do it necessarily, but I was there. So maybe it would so be once that again, bad.
1: no thought to the people he just left the restaurant with. And what's going on with them? None, <sighs> no thought to his friends. None. I'm about to bounce. He was scared. Okay, so Come we on, don't count nothing for fear. Got it. I just, think, it, bro. Man, I just, think my fear, my fear is that my friends might be dead. He That's probably, my number one fear. He
2: probably knew. He probably saw it. And was like, oh yeah, they it's done for. It. That's crazy. <laughs> so he just that, that just gave me some man his, hell he now, like, son. Like, it's probably so traumatic. You gotta think. You see a car going hundred and something, and smash into something crazy, and you right there. You like, oh my god! Like, what you, what you, what you talking about? You gonna pull over, get out the car, and be like, hey, nine one one, hey, I, I, just was racing, you know, and just this huge fire crash, literally, indirectly because of me, and I, I need you to come tell me I'm responsible. Now, you're not thinking about that. He probably thinking like, oh my god, like. I need to just get out of here. Somebody call my
1: mom. You know, you're talking about call Kirby. He ain't thinking nothing about no Kirby. And Wait a minute. So- it doesn't have to be Kirby, but you need to stop. Every, every look, maybe football. A hey, I'm about if you if you have innocence, if there are young people watching with their parents right now, put us on mute or make them move the room. I agree. Jalen Carter. We're we're, we're about to take the Santa Claus. We're about to take the Santa Claus out of college football. Okay? Are the kids out of the room? You guys, the kids are out of the room. You got your kids out of the room. Because some of our listeners and watchers actually have their kids watch. And we appreciate our young fans. Make sure they're out of the room. Okay? Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, they're gone. Every major power five university has a fixer. Yes. Every major college basketball and college football program has a fixer. Yeah, they do. That's it. So I don't want to hear it. It, <laughs> it didn't have to be Kirby. It did have to be Kirby.
2: It's the one number you get when you get there. The first thank you. you get on college.
1: Call <laughs> the fixer yo man yeah it is it, going down right now I need yeah. to know call it, your people numbers you gotta call for the pay phone you can't even call call <laughs> your people Athens police and let them know man I'm on the scene yeah so when the so when the officers get there they already know like relax relax let us take care of this look so, you got kids can come back in now. See, I feel, I feel like Nick
2: Saban, like Nick Saban said, what kid makes a mistake? Y'all want to crucify the kid, you know, send him back to the, the gulag or wherever he, situation that he was coming from. But what about being redemptive towards the kid in some ways? Now, obviously, he didn't directly cause the incident, he should have had higher character in. Handling the situation, okay. Does that does that determine the kid did not have high character overall, or does the one moment, like Nick Saban said, does one moment define the whole kid's?
1: uh, No, absolutely not. That's why he's still getting drafted in the first round.
2: (laughs) The NFL is low character. I think he was getting drafted first, regardless of the story.
1: Like as (laughs) much as people, let's. People are calling like in or something like people shit. are calling in on sports radio in Chicago talking about no you have to pass on them. I'm like, yeah, shut up. Kim can let draft that dude. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Pole, draft that dude. Yeah. Go ahead, Chicago, man. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying he would be my draft pick. I'm saying if you want him, draft him. If that's who you identify as the best player draft him because i do not think this incident i do think it's a trend he did get stopped months ago in vegas for speeding as well so obviously he has an affinity for racing the cars something he needs to learn from he can get over it hopefully or he won't be in the nfl for too long but man see i'm
2: too afraid to go that fast honestly (laughs)
1: I've, I've I've hit triple digits <laughs> really? one time. Yeah, in my like dad in my, in my dad's Corvette, I hit triple digits, and I was fine as long as I was driving. It was when I hit the brakes that it scared me. It, it literally. Yeah, you going fast as hell. I was like, whoa.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I don't even like flying on planes for real. So the whole speed, you know, I like the speed limit. I think the speed limit is very reasonable. You know what I'm saying? You. What's you the get- speed
1: limit in LA? or california 70. so you can't see that it's different out here yeah because y'all don't get to open it up there's always traffic
2: no, this ain't even it, the speed limit don't exist
1: you have you ever, a variety yeah. of
2: things in california have you ever
1: driven route Route one
2: uh along the that, coast yeah 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 is that going to like san francisco or something like that
1: yeah but it's going NBA like going... malibu too right mm-hmm. you can hit the boo off one that's yeah, scary. It, that's scary at night. You know i right saying right? all that stuff is scary though because yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. like it's one lane and
2: anything can happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it just makes it worse because it's like for what? Like you, you can't just drive down the street regular. You know, yeah. what I mean, that's why I do not be understanding the whole speed thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Hey, we're coming up in a few moments, we're gonna have our special guest that we have each and every Friday. I got some rock financial, but. Before we get to that, we want to talk about the quarterbacks at Notre Dame. And Gino Gadulli, we've already talked about previous shows this week. Go and tap in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. We've already talked about the benefits of Notre Dame now having a quarterback coach that can constantly be there for the quarterbacks. At Notre Dame that have suffered through a lack of development over the last decade. But we want to talk about the individuals, what we're expecting from each quarterback now that they have resources that other quarterbacks at Notre Dame did not have. I think the most important one and the most interesting one we're going to talk about is probably Tyler Button. right? But Sam Hartman, he comes over and he comes from a mesh concept, RPO, pro style transition. Gino Gaduli, AKA Left. What are the expectations of Sam Hartman? Like, what are the benefits of Gino Gaduli now having a relationship with Sam Hartman?
2: Sam Hartman's to me. In my opinion, his his value is in those three games that, you know, usually determine our future every season, um, which is Ohio State, Clemson, and USC game. That's his value. All these other games, I mean, we can plug and play any dude we got Mm -hmm. in in those situations. And I, I would expect us to come out victorious because we're supposed to win those games. The three games that are up in the air, I think that's why we wanted Sam. If it wasn't that case, I think Tyler would be fine if we had the expectations of just making it a good season or being over 500 or just getting to the playoffs. I think they believe they can at least get to the second to last, if not the last game with Sam, uh, provided everything falls in the right way, uh, how Marcus Freeman is setting it up. But, um, you know, what Gino Caduley could do is – just and you know instill confidence in a guy like Sam who's coming into a new program because he's only got one year, so it's a lot to really encapsulate on what you can do great with those guys uh, uh while it's only one you know so uh I think it'll be important uh, for Sam to, and and Gino gaduli to really just get comfortable with each other enough to operate on a on a basis where it can help the offense uh score more points because when it comes to when it comes to more points um that's what the objective is. And I think Sam being at Notre Dame can help that 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 factor out with the the help of the receiver room um but it, it, that all comes with chemistry and, and being locked in on what the offense is going to look like and with uh and with uh, uh Jared Parker or Gerard Parker, uh, that's going to be important for what direction you want to head into the season because we can easily be, still a 60-40 run team. But if we want to really take that next step, especially with the guy like Sam Hartman, we should definitely get a a 60-40 pass, um, in my
1: opinion, and have the run be more effective than it is for volume. Now, this is going to be very interesting because we saw improvement, right, in the Gator Bowl from Tyler Buckner. Was the improvement development or was the improvement taking all of the weight off of his shoulders and allowing him to just play and be better after he got bowl prep to kind of improve and come back from injury and get stronger i'm just very interesting interested shall i say in how Gino gaduli is going to view tyler buckner based upon the film that he sees like what what does he see with Tyler Buckman? Because you've been high on Tyler Buckman since he got here as a freshman as far as getting him the the ceiling he has if used correctly and coached correctly.
2: Yeah, I think his potential comes through experience and him figuring out how to smooth his own game out because I do think he's explosive or at least dynamic enough to be a threat offensively throwing the football and running the football. I think he plays... I don't think he's an instinctual football player. I think he's a good football player from the aspect of giving great effort and and, and having some athletic ability uh, matched with that effort. But I don't think he's a Caleb Williams, naturally instinctual football player. I think he's more of he's a a smart kid that's going to give you, you know, 100 percent effort and you can win with that. You know, uh, the, the, the ability he has can take you a far ways because he's He's got kind of that Jalen Hurts determination and self-confidence that he can get it done. Even if he's not uh, the the naturally gifted Spencer Rattler throwing the football, he can uh, find ways to to make it happen with his feet or throwing it uh, in, in situations. But he's going to take some risk. And I think that's where it can, uh, that natural, having that natural instinct and natural ability helps as a quarterback because some of the risks that Tyler Buckner takes just seems like huge, like mistakes. Like you, you know, I I know not to throw that, you know, like, and I'm sitting on the couch, but where some of the mistakes that, um, that I think that he can improve on is something where Gino can really step in at and uh, help his decision-making being that he can spend more time helping him with the offense and uh, staying with him consistently through these practices, even if he's not, taking all the one reps
1: i think tyler buckner and this is just look the rubber's gonna meet the road sometime after the spring for tyler Buckner. he's gonna have to talk to his family he's gonna have to take a step back and consider what's best for him you know with his injury history does he want to play more football or does he want to take advantage of a, a situation that might be better for him in a 2023 season Go ahead, have a good season, and try to make it to the next level. You know, that's those are questions he's going to have to ask of himself. Or does he stay and stick around at Notre Dame and allow himself to be developed and allow Gino Gauduley to get his hands on him and do for him what he did for Desmond Ritter? Yeah, I, gonna,
2: think, yo, I think Desmond Ritter and, and and Tyler, I think, are two different players. Uh, that that I think Gino understands that as well. Where. I think Desmond was more of the RPO uh, pocket. You can do a little bit more. But Tyler adds a dynamic that you can really create an offense on him, you know, creating time in the pocket, you know, some quarterback design runs, some option stuff, get a little bit more that you can do with Tyler. Um, But like you said, you can't stay healthy. That just makes it a very delicate way of, Going about development, because which direction do you go? Do you want to? You got to really coach him on things like how to fall. I think mm-hmm. when have a quarterback coach, when we when I was at Notre Dame, we had drills on how to fall. I think you only really get that with the quarterback coach because you literally have zero time as a quarter uh, as an offense coordinator to think of stuff like that, especially when it can
1: help your guys. So we're gonna go ahead and bunt Steve Angeli, Kenny Minshew. And the rest of the quarterback room into the same group probably with a little more focus on kenny Minchie. gina goduli walks in he has feel really good we talked about the first two guys We talk about your freshman kenny Minchie early enrollee being able to get your hands on him early in the spring which is very beneficial for a young quarterback coming into a new system and a new program trying to acclimate itself as a student as well as a football player and then cj carr is coming down the line so now you're trying to implement a system in Coach Godouli and what he wants to do with all of his quarterbacks, especially when they show up on campus. What's the expectation? Like, Kenny Minchie, if you're Geno Godouli, what are you looking at? How are you forming that relationship? And what are you expecting? Are you expecting him to just learn? Or are you pushing him and say, yo, I need you to compete? I need you. What need the way, to what
2: the way Gerard Parker is, well, the way Gerard Parker is explaining how the offense is going to look as a collaborative effort, I'm sure he's probably explaining to Kenny, look, let's learn together. You're new, I'm new. Let's 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 build a relationship that we're learning this at the at on a on a symbiosis basis. That we're 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 eye to eye on this, and let's grow together. And I think that's a good way of not pressuring Kenny on having to feel like he's got to play right now. I think that would only happen if. We had an identity. If Gerard Parker was there for five, six years and you know, Kenny, Kenny Minty's coming to the fold. It's like it's it's laid out, the foundations here. You know, if you wanna start, these are the things you gotta know. But I think now we don't know anything of what we need to know what we're gonna look like offensively. I don't think any of the quarterbacks know um what we're really gonna look like. So for a guy like Kenny, he's just gotta be a sponge. And I think that's the right way that Gina will Uh, go about uh, developing Kenny Minty, especially these early years where we're all figuring it out together. So I'm not going to leave you behind because your um, knowledge base on what we want to do is no different than Sam's. No different than Tyler Buckner. So maybe this, this even level playing field can help you develop faster because this is a system that is not like Tyler Buckner and Sam know so well that you're just so far behind. So maybe it makes it a more of a competition going into the fall for the the year after this one or maybe even this one. Uh, But I don't think we have time to waste uh, with a guy like Sam Hartman coming in on making this a last-minute decision on who the starter quarterback is because it's just a waste of time to do that. I think that would be more beneficial if it was just Kenny Minchie and Tyler Bugner. But, you know, if you're going to bring Sam in and do all that, and Sam's is committed. You might as well run with him until uh the well is dry, or at least after the one of the top three games we gotta win. If he just trash after Ohio State game, I think that's a perfect transition uh to look at Tyler Buckner or or Kenny Minchie and try to get that trend rolling early. Cause if we lose one of the three, you know, it just puts us in a tough position of uh being a not making it this year. Cause you know, the tournament starts the year after this one. So, yeah, I mean, if we don't win one of those three. Um, it puts us in a dangerous position. And damn near, if we lose two, it's really no point in having Sam continue unless we're just trying to get this dude to the league.
1: We get ready to have our guys from Rock Financial join us. If you have any financial questions, business questions, Matt, go ahead and put those in the chat. We talk to them each and every Friday as part of the Fuller Culture Friday. You just mentioned something before we make this transition left. And I'll relate it back to what we talked about earlier. If indeed Sam Hartman cannot make it through the season as the starting quarterback, comparing Tyler to Deshaun, is Tyler Buckner not quite yet ready to come out of the oven, in your opinion?
2: I think Tyler Buckner is a little different because he can't stay healthy. So he's definitely not a finished product by any means, but, you know, I just think it's not beneficial if he can't stay healthy to see where he can really be as a quarterback in general, no matter where he goes. So I think that's an interesting case that we as Notre Dame has to evaluate and, and and how we're even telling the truth to him. Like, are we going to wait for you to stay healthy or are we going to tell you it's probably best if you find another home for your last two? I mean, we did it for Drew. Yeah. But I think we know that Tyler's more talented, so we got a, a little longer of a leash. But, you know, I think this is a, an opportunity for Tyler to be aggressive on what he wants to do. I don't think he should wait on Notre Dame's decision because I don't think it'll, it'll pan out uh, for his, his, his singular happiness. So I think if anything, he needs to be on the forefront of making a decision on what he wants to do before the team has no choice. You know, because that's the last thing you want is Marcus Freeman saying, Clean your locker out. Damn <laughs> lucky. Look get <laughs> your, your iPad for me.
1: <laughs> lucky Lucky Podcast. Let's get to some of our comments. Paul A said no apology necessary, of course. That's in reference to the apology you gave Notre Dame fans all over the world today for ruining the fifteen and sixteen seasons. Well, we appreciate that left. That was mighty big of you today. That was mighty big of you. Showed accountability. More accountability than Jalen Carter. Calm down. Oh, man. He said, this is an amazing show. Thank you, Calm Down. Between Sean making Cocaine Bear sound like an artistic critique on our culture's battle with addiction and storming off on left and forcing an apology. (laughs) Yo, we just love to have fun and talk Notre Dame differently than anybody else, man. And he said cocaine bear would be the first film he's seen in the cinema in years. Hope is worth coming out of retirement for. Now, I mean, you might want to reverse that and make Creed 3, the first one you see coming out of retirement. And then like sneak in after you walk out of Creed, sneak in to see Cocaine Bear. You know, am I saying like still a movie? I, I guess I am. I mean, I'm cool with it, man. You, do you get mad when you see people coming into a movie when you know they just walked out of another movie? Because you can tell the way they creep in. That doesn't bother me. Uh,
2: it just I doesn't. mean, look. I, it's like you do your and
1: you're just smart today. I'm all for two for ones, especially. I think we pay way. a
2: lot of taxes. We don't. Are
1: you about to go the taxes route, bro? Is that what you said?
2: No, I'm saying uh no, I'm saying I I definitely think that uh you know we pay for things just for the lack of the hassle. We don't even want to think of what could happen right if we tried to sneak in. So we just don't even think about it and pay the fine. But you know, some people live life on the edge, you know.
1: I mean, heck, I hit the icy machine twice and only paid once the other day, so. It is what it is, man. But damn near, like
2: you said, you got to get two movies in because the snacks be so high. You know, it'd be twenty dollars popcorn. That's two movies worth.
1: Me and the missus spent forty dollars. They try to get you with the free session. refill. Yes, we spent forty yeah, let's two dollars. Yeah, movies. It's like
2: you only give it. Yeah. For-
1: yeah, it's crazy. Lucky enough, <laughs> they're
2: only giving you free refills for the go back to another movie.
1: Yeah, man. For all of your business needs whatever they might be do yourself a favor go over to rock financial no one can service you like they can you're talking about approvals like that you are talking about funding within days not waiting weeks like within days you have questions they got the answers rock financial go to rok.biz rock fine, natural. We welcome our guys, Ryan and Tony, to For the Culture Friday, each and every Friday right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Ryan, Tony, how are you guys doing today? What's going Hello. on, fellas? How are we doing? Can you guys Man. hear us? We got you good. We got you guys good. So uh, what, what do you want to talk about today, Tony? Because I know you have something special for us today. What are, what are we getting at today? Um, so, you know, I... I, I I
3: saw some comments last week. Uh, Ryan and I were were laughing at some of them. Um, you know, it, it, we wanted to we wanted to kind of interact a little bit more, uh, and hopefully, um, give you guys a little bit more information. Um, Ryan works directly on the front lines. Uh, what I mean by that is he works with our referral partners and their clients um, every single day to get funding for their businesses. Um, we do that in a wide variety of different ways. So I thought what better of a way than hopefully uh, have him tell a couple of cool stories about how um, his partners have taken advantage of, of the way that rock operates. Um, I know you guys mentioned as we were getting on here, you know, how quickly we can get funding for businesses and, you know, uh, even outside of the football field, speed kills, uh, you know, and, that's something that, you know, as a business or as a business owner, um, you know that, right? Like if you're able to, to turn on a dime and take advantage of opportunity, it really does help you, um, I don't want to say sleep better, uh, but it helps you understand what's available, what you can actually do and, and what's realistic, right? At the end of the day, there's um, there's a big difference between wants and needs, and, and that's where you find um, the most savvy business owners are able to take a, the biggest advantage, right? Um, there's all these dreams that people have. Well, you know, what resources do you have in place to get there? So really quick, Ryan, why don't you start with, um, how about this? Give me the top one or two, I, I don't want to say like reasons people borrow, but like if you have like a story that kind of comes to mind, like what is, what is one or two things that kind of comes to mind when, you know, some of your more recent fundings?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, as I was saying kind of last week, I mean, it could really, every situation is different. Sometimes it's, you know, when a business owner wants it, you know, they're looking to, to grow their business and expand. So whether that's, you know, Using a line of credit to buy more inventory to flip that and increase their profits, or you know, if it's somebody having cash flow issues and they just need you know some extra capital in their account to move around. So um, yeah, I mean, especially for like construction or you know, your your trucking company, your transportation company looking to add a new fleet, um, it always helps. So yeah, I mean, that's you know, like I said, every every opportunity is different. But- so really quick, and I don't mean to interrupt, but like. When it comes to
3: the funding that these people get, like, and I'm just trying to ask from you know maybe the audience's perspective, like, how does it work, right? Like, so, how would I typically take advantage of of something like
4: this? Yeah, so I mean, essentially, so as more as from the partner side. Of- no, no, no. Like, as a business owner, like, what do I need to do? Like, like, what does it take? Yeah, so I mean, minimum requirements were very flexible, so. I mean, we are strictly held to what we can do, but inside of having at least six months in business, um, you know, we are, our loans are based off of the cash flow of the business. So you're basically presenting, you know, what is your business, you know, deposited as far as into the business bank account. And then from there, you know, what can they afford? Um, It's a good point. You know, know, as far as, as time goes, right.
3: Like, you know, uh, when we start to think about like some of like the traditional products that are out there. Like I know we work with a lot of bankers here. Uh, those bankers, they refer us their business clients because there's a good portion of the people that come to them that just aren't bankable. Right. So when you have challenged credit or limited time in business, or, um, let's face it, you might even be a, um, You might even be a bank client who's taken financing and and you're just kind of tapped out, right? You can't go back to the well at this point because you've either taken funding too recently or your line is maxed out. Or let's face it, what's happening to a lot of business owners right now is you might have a line, but if that line was a million dollars, now maybe it's 200 grand. Right. And that's where business owners are facing the most challenge is, you know, hey, I was at one point getting much more, you know, much more capital or access to a much different style of product. And that's where we are able to help in a much more, much more vast opportunity. And what I mean by that is when you have somebody that's that is that qualified, that they are basically or are currently bankable to us, that's like a, that's like a huge opportunity, right? Because we, we operate in the alternative world, right? So we see customers with as little as like Ryan was saying, three and six months in business. Um, You know, if you've been in business for three months, you may know this already. um, But, you know, outside of the few outliers, 80 to 90% are really, really just getting started. You're more of like a hobby, right? Like you're really just getting going. You know, if you don't have that many employees, trust me, 10 years down the line is going to look much different. Right. So you want to start to think as a business owner and and start to make decisions that are 10 years down the line, but make them so that they happen in six months. Right. Like, how do you start to do that? How do you start to take advantage like that? Well, I can tell you the savvy business owner, they take advantage of what's out there right if your funding is available through the bank great go take it through the bank if you can come through rock financial great come through rock financial but at the end of the day the the opportunity that you're going to have is certainly going to be out there right like you know just like you talk about on the football field especially in the college world right like a lot of these guys the one thing that they they made discount is that opportunity, whether you are the starter, you are the backup, you are somebody who's brought in to to push the starter, whatever your scenario is at the end of the day, you're going to get an opportunity. You just don't know it yet. Especially in college, there's injuries, there's guys going pro, there's guys doing this or that, right? Like, you know, there, there's so many different stories about why guys back their way into a starting position on that field, man. And then it's all about what you can do. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like being a business owner, right? Like at the end of the day, your back is constantly against the wall. You're the decision maker. You're the, the, the end all be all. Um, But Realistically, there's a lot out there to help you. Um, I want to give you guys a, a couple of things, and Ryan, you know, feel free to jump in here. Um, but like, you know, when it comes to consulting for for small businesses, um, there are free resources provided to business owners. One of the ones that I want to shout out is the SBDC. Um, they're called the Small Business Development Center. Um, they're nationwide, so no matter where you're listening to this podcast, they're they're in all different places. Um, they're usually associated with colleges, uh, you know, and, and right around kind of the campus. Um, but basically they'll help you form a business plan. They'll help you take advantage of SBA style funding. Um, they'll help you kind of really strategically plan, uh, effectively in your business. There is a right way to do that. Um, you know, there is the, the correct way to, know kind of organize your documents and your financial statements they walk you through all of that they'll give you um you know industry statistics they'll give you uh state statistics right they'll be able to break down your your target market and what you're looking to do and what opportunities are available so you know if you are somebody out there that's either getting going or you've been going for a while you're looking to get to the next level you know again it's all about the resources you have access to one of the ones that i would point to that's free Just like working with us, you know, obviously there there may be a cost to the financing you take through us, but we're not going to charge you any fee for application or anything like that. But the SBDC will never charge you. Um, You know, they're a free government resource that you can go to get access to. I saw a statistic. We're out of New York, um, but the New York alone SBDCs helped over 10,000 women businesses uh, alone last year in 2022 so you know you start to think about how quickly that number can compound obviously it's not just women businesses that are out there so you know there's a lot more than just that that were helped last year but you know um there's people out there using it and and if you're not somebody out there that's aware of these things i hope that that's something you can take advantage of um but really quick ryan one more question that i I wanted to make sure that we get answered is like when it comes to the funding right And, and everybody might not know this like can I get more than one style of funding, right? Like, is there, is there the ability for me to say, Hey, you know, I, I
4: got this equipment I'm trying to buy, but I also need some cash. Like, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's in you know, in a case where say you have a transportation business, right. They're looking to, like I said before, and maybe add a new fleet, we can maybe, you know, get them equipment financing, get a new truck, as well as maybe pair them with a line of credit of, say, 100000 100, So they can also pull from that for really whatever else they need in their business. So so even like employees or, or things like that. Like uh, working capital line of credit. So,
3: Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, I want to toss it back to you guys for a second. Um, so we got a question, too. Oh, do we? What does it say? Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, do you,
1: well, there you
3: do go. You know, Okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. Do you originate the loan? Or are you a broker? Look at that popped right up on the screen. Thank you. Uh, what a great question. We are actually a loan broker, uh, and that's, uh, a, a place we're happy to be. Um, it means we don't align with any one product out there, uh, or any one lender or, or, or bank out there, right? We offer over 75 different lenders and, and funders products on our platform. So, you know, if you're accessing funding through us, you can understand that, um, we're not uh, a one trick pony, um, right? We're, we're out here able to offer you a, a variety of different types of funding from a variety of different sources. So what does that mean for you? All the shopping is done for you through us. Um, so you know, if, if you are somebody that's looking to go and get funding, I personally believe a broker is where you would wanna start. I use the mortgage broker uh, for my own
4: house. So. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, essentially, so, you know, as that broker, we've established relationships with about 75, 80 different unsecured lenders um, over about 10 years of just doing business and in, in high sale, uh, wholesale, high volume there. So um, that's where, you know, we basically allow, if, you know, as a business owner, you're not able to leverage your own reputation, leverage ours. Um, you know, we have them in our office all the time. You know, just had <laughs> had lunch the other day um, with another one. So it's, I mean, it's one of
3: those things sure where this, sure. yeah, it's one of those things where the service we provide is being able to take the business owner from yeah. application to approval and approval to funding um and not necessarily have to spend too much time spinning our wheels on you know oh <clears throat> is this a good offer is it the right offer uh now we know based on the information that we have based on the volume that we produce um and the amount of businesses that apply through us and the data that we see this is what makes the most sense um and then yeah we'll let things kind of play itself out. What I mean by that is uh, we may take the best two or three lenders that are available and let them compete for your business, right? Uh, You know, one may come back with a longer term, uh, which would make the payment a little bit less. One may have a little bit more money, right? So we'll tell them this information and allow them to kind of give the best blended offer of all of these examples so that you're receiving the best information uh, and, and the best offer that's available to you. Um, great question. Is there any other questions that we can answer from from the from the audience? Because that's the best way to do this.
1: No, I have one. Love that, yo. So I'm just intrigued because the NFL world descended upon Indianapolis, right? You have a bunch of agents, and it, it, it's funny, right? Because we go on campus, and I remember going to the University of Illinois, and my guys uh, at the time, Kevin Hardy and Simeon Rice, were both projected to be first round picks. And I'll never forget, it's like a month before the draft and one pulls up in the Navigator and the other one pulls up in the Expedition. And I'm like, y'all haven't been drafted yet. What's what's, 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 what's going on? And I just wonder, like, it would be a great question I want to throw it out there like for athletes in that position anticipating being drafted, how should they approach uh, any business ideas they have and and funding that properly, whether they should use their money or leverage other people's money and funding to be able to get those things done. Cause we've heard horror stories about players putting their money into business opportunities and, you know, bottoming out, losing everything. You know, if you're, In Indianapolis right now, you're talking to these NFL athletes and you had like five to 10 minutes to talk to them about how they should build their brand and build their business portfolio, you know, and fund things properly. What would you tell them?
3: Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that there's actually a, a, I forget the name. I I, I don't want to, I don't want to misquote it, Uh, but in the MLB, they actually have a company that will advance you money on your future earnings, essentially. Um, And basically they get a a cut of all future contracts that you receive. And I don't remember who it was, but there's a big league name right now. Like, I don't want to say like, like they either signed with like one of the massive Dodger contracts. I mean, not the Dodgers, maybe the Dodgers or the, the Padres. And like this company is, one of the, the people that allowed them to do that. They like bought their mama house and like, you know, they were able to do some things and start to start to get their life going. You know, one of the things that's a major difference and, and um, you know, I played, I played ball a, a few years back and I got a chance to, to be coached by some guys who played in the league and, and had some real cool things happen for them. And, you know, um, one of the things that's a major difference right now is guys can get paid for their their name, image and likeness, you know. Um, so if you are one of those guys who is a top tier guy, you probably have a little bit of uh, more financial savvy to you now, um, simply because you got a little bit more money in your pocket. Right. Uh, which, you know, as they say, man, more money, more problems. Right. So you want to make sure that you're making the right decisions. Um, if I had the opportunity to talk to those guys, man, I would tell them think like a bank, right? You know, when it comes to risk, understand that that rules all, right? Um, you know, just because you're friends with somebody, you got to remember to separate business and personal. These aren't personal decisions, they're business decisions that you're making, um, you know, and, and that's what it really comes down to, um, you know, and, and you got to assess the risk like an underwriter would you know, and take all risk factors into, into consideration, you know, where is this money going? How are they allocating it? You know, what is the opportunity? Who am I lending it to? What is their payment history? You know, all the things that, you know, just because you know, that person, if you know they don't pay their bills and you give them a hundred thousand dollars of your hard earned money, like no offense, but that's not really anybody else's fault. You gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta take some ownership and accountability of, of that that business be the CEO of that part, portion of your, you know, uh, of your finances, right? I'm not saying you got to account for every dollar. You should hire a couple of people that do that for you, um, but you should you should certainly make sure that that eyes eyes uh, are dotted and T's are crossed when it comes to those opportunities. And like I said, think like an underwriter would, you know.
2: So as, so as far as you came, where do you find the most success your customers have had in this business that you've been a part of? Uh, where they can see the most success or succeed the most, you know, working with you guys, because I know I love you guys. I think you guys are great. You know, I'm working with you guys as well. But where where do customers see most success when working with Rock Financial?
3: I mean, I don't want to put this back on you guys, but I know you guys know it's the relationship, right? Um, You know, you may not take funding from us right now. You might be a startup. You might have not enough revenue in your business, right? You might not have been around long enough. But guess what? Three, six, nine months from now, 12 months from now, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here. I got a Mamba mentality. You know, I'm gonna be in this thing for 20 plus years, and we'll see where we land. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to see what, 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 where we can put this thing. Uh, But no, you know, at the end of the day, let's work together. Um, You know, if if you're somebody that does apply with us, you know, why can you get funding or can't you get funding? And what are the steps that we're putting in place so that the next time out, we are taking advantage of things. Um, you know, those are all things that we're going to do from our end. We'll provide to you a- as a business owner. It's kind of up to you to take those steps and, and put them into place. But that's what the best and, and, and savviest do is they start to, to let the dollars make sense, um, you know, and, and they assess cost effectively. Right. They're looking at, you know, hey, yeah, this this loan is going to cost me some money. Uh, but does that cost outweigh how much money I'm going to make with it? And if so how does it work and how can I utilize that to really make you know, make it make sense for me and my business? Right? So again, whether you do or you don't is not necessarily uh, the major case right now. Uh, timing is everything. So when it, it, it comes down to it, you know, timing may not be right right now. And the best thing we can do is stay in touch with one another as things change in your business, as guidelines change in ours, that's how we'll stay in touch.
1: Once again, guys Ryan Bowman and Tony Samino, Rock Financial, each and every Friday, right here on the Lucky That's Business. Man, <laughs> now, wait a minute. So, do you guys, if, if you're talking about these agents now, right? Because the agents sure. usually, you know, go ahead and front some of these players for so them to be able to get home for their families and everything. Are they? Who are they going to for the funding? Are they coming to guys and companies like Rock Financial? Or are they going to institutions, banking institutions? How does that normally happen? A lot of them guys are probably backed by like family
3: offices and investment funds um, that are put together. You know, uh, you know, I know a lot of those those agents do well for themselves. I'm sure they put a little bit of a fund together themselves that'll allow them to to eat on it a little bit more, you know, <laughs> and let the money make money for themselves, you know. Uh, but no, I I think you know as far as that part of the game goes, man, it, it, it's I don't want to call it like a like a necessary evil because that's not what it is, but it's just the way the game is. Right. You know, um, Mm -hmm. some of the some of the there is a a means to the to the action. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what I'm getting at is I, I know guys that were pushing to get to the league that never actually made it there, that had a couple people in their corner that were helping them get along and helping them. You know, kind of see that dream through, and you know they may not have played in the league, but they got a chance to play in China or Italy or you know uh Germany or England or Canada or Mexico or wherever. You know, I got I got guys that played everywhere, tried out with the Jets, with the Giants, with the with the Packers, and this and that. And, and you know, we're talking about you know uh not Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like you guys got a whole different whole different ball game there, right? You know, so when you start to to think like that, when you start to, to have those opportunities put in front of, you know, let's face it, some of these guys, you know, they, they're not from the biggest cities, they're not from the biggest, you know, opportunity, not everybody's a five star all, all their career, some of these guys are walking on these teams and making an impact there. Um, you know, it, it may be the first time you're under these lights. You know, the best thing that I could say to you is the best thing that I say to business owners, align yourself strongly with some resources, do some research on the people you're aligning yourself with. You know, one of the most powerful things I ever heard is you are who you surround yourself with, you know, and, you know, that's a that's a powerful statement. You know, you want to you want to be successful in business, life, football, any of that. You know, like, you know, when I when I started playing college football, the first thing I did was go find the guys that were doing it right. And I hung out with them. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and it may have taken my knucklehead self a, a couple of times of figuring out who was doing it wrong once or twice, but you know, it happens. <laughs> uh, but no, it, we more than anything, guys, appreciate you, you know, giving us a, an opportunity to come on and, and chat it up with you each and every week. Um, you know, financial Fridays is one of our favorite parts of the day, yes, sir. uh, so you know, thank you guys so much. Um, and, and we look forward to, to chatting it up again next week. Um, you know, if there's anything that we can do for anybody on this call, like you were saying before. rock.biz Biz, R O K B I Z. We're here to help, guys. Uh,
4: that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Well, Whether you're a business owner, you're even somebody looking, you know, you're just have you're coming across business owners. You're a consultant, as Tony mentioned. You you're coming across clients that are looking for options. Hit up Malik. Hit up me, and I'll, I'll take care of you. So
1: that's right. Absolutely, Ryan Bowman, Tony Samino, Rock Financial. That's Rock, R O K. Dop beers are the best in the beers. Rock out with rock. W- Got me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, each and every Friday right here or for the culture Friday. We thank you guys for joining us today. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Absolutely.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Thanks, guys. Once again, what's up, guys? Ryan and Tony from Rock Financial. Thank you all for the questions. Once again, we'll remind you guys next week, probably Wednesday and Thursday, They'll be back on and have more questions so you guys get answers for all your business needs. And left, uh, you can go and tell the left is putting something together. Uh, he's working on some great things. Uh, I think you just launched your family initiative this week, you know, getting yeah, into uh, real estate stuff.
2: Yeah, guys, if you want a, a chance to get in with my real estate fund, Blue Thunder, uh, we're going to be, you know, working with some properties Uh, in South Bend, building up the community in Dayton. So we work in two locations. Uh, If you want a chance to get in before it's too late, because once, you know, we uh, get into this public space and and, and start getting this crowdfunding, uh, we'll be off and rolling. So we got a lot of good developments. Uh, If you want to play a part and make some good money and and be a part of something that's uh, rebuilding the community, but also... Uh, you know, getting around Notre Dame again and having a, a real piece of uh, uh, of land that's close to the school. So whenever you come back, you can be a part of that uh, that that real estate fund. So let me know. I'm always here every day on the Lucky Lefty podcast, and we do it
1: the best over here. Yo, when I was a student in Champaign, I always tried to get my dad to buy a house down there. Mm-hmm. They were cheap, and I'm like, Dad, you can always rent it out to students for like the next 20 30 years, right? Like, it's money. Yeah. Well, you know, I I had to sell it to my dad, but my dad was like, Man, I ain't trying to drive down there and be no landlord, I'm not trying to get up in the middle of the night to go fix anything or have somebody fix anything. It's like, that's true. No, see, no. The, see, see, the key
2: is you want to be in real estate
1: development,
2: yeah, because if you're in development, you can get a land plot. Put eight houses on it, and then sell the sell the plot itself, and you don't have to deal with none of that stuff. So. Yeah,
1: that's crazy because I wasn't was even just thinking along those bigger lines.
2: in those situations.
1: Hey man, to keep to BTB honest, I was just yeah. That's to get, how you I was. It. I was trying to get him to buy me a crib when I was in college. That's <laughs> like I was ready to live in a crib and then collect rent from it once I left school. That's that was my mindset.
2: Yeah, that's it. And you know what's crazy is that it's like the client services is a, is a is a tough game. Yep. Whenever you got to deal with other people and making money, is it, it gets it gets real tricky and sticky, you know. Yeah. So yeah. thinking bigger picture is where it's at, man. You can start building cities with real estate development.
1: Fact. You know whatever. <laughs> we'll see, drunk Vigo. Thank you guys for joining the tr- and everybody else for joining the chat today, man. It's been fantastic. Left, you know what time it is.
0: Petticoat, pett, petticoat, pett, 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 petticoat junction.
3: It's time to get petty.
4: Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with
3: something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train.
4: I just don't like you not No.
3: What is today's petty story? Petty Junction. Petty,
2: Coat.
1: petty Junction. Petty Junction, of the Day brought to you by Nora Whiskey at NoraWiske.com. Premium <laughs> whiskey, cause whiskey See somebody called it Swarburg Junction. And <laughs> try to rename it. Left. I want to put Franklin Saint on the petty train. Really, he he was real I with Leon. See, I, I watched. I, I do, I, I do, man, because he was in a tough spot. He was in a tough spot. And he kept it one hundred with his boy. He kept it one hundred with his boy. But part of me just felt like I would have left. I would. I would have told you just to go back to Africa, bro. Because I don't even want to take the chance of something happening to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro. He had to. He had to be fair and tell him you have to pick his side. Oh, I
2: agree. Like like he He went to everybody and he was like, look. I mean, as long as you stay in your lane, we good. Now, Jerome was petty. Oh, he no. was mad
1: petty with the gift. I thought you that was gotta, a dope. Gift you, at with that the point, mask and, man, at Jerome. that point, it's
2: like, man, I'm not trying to hear none of that. They out there trying to kill me. I'm out here trying to get this money. You did not know, see how the security's tight. Yeah, and but it's I'm your girl's fault that. that this whole war is happening. It's your girl's. But he tied in. He tied. Even Franklin told him before he he smacked Franklin, he said, Your girl done got you lost in the sauce. She the reason. I think Leon shouldn't have came back. No, he should not have. Why they shouldn't have came back. And at this point, it's like at least he gets a clear decision to make. He don't have to
1: participate in any of it. That's not true. You know what the decision is going to be. That's not even a fair decision. Are you it kidding me? It's your, it's your get out of jail
2: free card. You got your girl, Wanda. You got her back right.
1: Hey, shout out. Her grandmother was mad petty, too.
2: Man, her grandma was mad, mad petty. petty. I'm, like, I'm going to close petty. the door. You can put them on the door. You put man. it on the whole oh.
1: handle. Yeah. That hurt. That hurt me.
2: But, but listen, if you don't rob me, <laughs> and i ain't hearing that neither what you mean i don't care about you going no Africa. you rob me
1: beat on me talk crazy right right yeah, it was almost me. like wanda had totally forgotten all of that
2: yeah you went over there and forgot no yeah. no you don't rob me dog So she did kind of go to the
1: door like nothing had happened like what's up grandma
2: man grandma came straight she <laughs> said i ain't opening
1: it either. yo but ultimately i would like to say man ghana is beautiful yeah the market is beautiful i can't look i have to speed up the process to get over there um and definitely visit you know the door of no return all of that all of that like that's that's bucket list for your boy that's Definite bucket list for you, boy.
2: They flew all the way out there to shoot that little scene, too. And That's I'm glad they
1: did. Yeah. It was authentic. It was real. Uh, it was breathtaking. It was painful. Uh, it was eye opening. It brought a restoration to your soul and gave you a mindset of wanting to make a difference and not wanting to enter into. Uh, the self destruction that has traditionally been a part of the culture in a lot of different ways. And, and the decision that Leon had to make to not run away from it and want to be a solution. See, see, that's,
2: see, I don't know. That's a tough,
1: that. that's, that's, no, I'm just saying. That's a decision he had to make. And that's a tough decision. You know, I don't think, it, no
2: tough decision. it looked like he was having a good old time over there. It, was defi- it
1: definitely oh, wasn't that. a tough decision for one like,
2: Oh, yeah. is <laughs> like, what you mean, go back? But for everybody out there, $1,000 in Tanzania in American money is a $1 million over there.
1: You can get, uh, I have a partner um, who tells me all the time, like Sean, man, just buy some land and just rent it out to farmers. Like yeah, we, man, have I, to, we
2: have to jump into a lucky Lefty business podcast, throwing bro. business solutions out there. I'll tell you another one, flipping lots. If you want to get in a real estate game,
1: yeah,
2: don't want to do all the hassle, bob lots
1: flat out. If you Shout flip out
2: lots, that's shoot. You just gotta Shout be, out. you can build they got two ways of doing it. Was it custom building? Yeah, uh the other the other uh, standard or whatever, yeah. Man, go go crazy with some lots, man. No,
1: man. One day I just want to sit in the market, dude. Have a dude cut the top of the coconut off for me too. That's right. You know what I mean, just drink the coconut milk, like yeah. You tell Good, me. natural, sweet coconut milk. Man, it was inspirational, bro. It really was. It was inspirational. But man, Franklin almost had your boy Big D on the toilet, though, bro.
2: Man, Franklin, man, he just he just so focused on it goes back to it. You know, he 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 wanna move furniture around instead of getting out of the situation. You know what I mean? You can't just cause you rearrange the living room, don't make it a better place to live. You know, yeah. the house is bad altogether. You gotta get up yeah. out
1: of there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very um, uh, as I, I told you, it, I thought it was a great episode. I did. I really, man, it hit on so many things.
2: Now, I didn't get didn't how go. how the Kane and Big D thing tied into everybody else beef. I thought it was just Jerome versus Franklin. They talking well, about You D. know
1: Big D is like the main seller for Jerome and Louis.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. You okay. know, so he's
1: trying to take out, he's trying to hurt them. Yeah. And right. hurt the business, you know what I'm saying? So cuz he could he can't find them. They got so much security. You go down the art, You go down the tree, like to the next person available to hurt them, and it's Big D. So, yo, Big D was petty too when when yeah. Leon first came back. Like, what, like, dude, what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, like he, he big boy, and Leon, Leon, like, man, I put you on. Dog. I will put
1: you on. <laughs> What's your boy, the genius? He's carrying the bag to the I like that kid. I like that kid. He's like, yo. Like no no y'all went to Africa like for real for real yeah like for real like what y'all doing back here <laughs>
2: They up but it, you know it's crazy that's that's sort of a real story like I said
1: yeah yeah you know. yeah so freeway Rick I mean freeway Ricky Ross who is kind of the model for this story is um, he talks about his. He said at this height of business in the 80s, he had hotels. Pretty much the same thing Franklin was trying to get into, you know. And I still don't trust Veronique and her her mom, like for whatever reason. I hope Franklin
2: and her don't get along or didn't at one point. So I,
1: I hope Franklin has somebody watching them. He
2: don't, because his mama so focused on the one little Mexican dude trying to get Teddy and shit. The KGB,
1: so. right? And the KGB is watching everybody. But then you have the FBI watching. The KGB is like this crazy. I don't know how it's all going to end. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's for, I
2: don't know how it's going to end. Yeah. Somebody got to die. That's what it sounds like.
1: Man, I can't. What's the one, one dude? I'll give you two characters that two characters that just can't die. If I gave it's you two Franklin, characters, Franklin okay.
2: can't die, and his mama, <sighs> or Leon, because I like
1: Leon. I can't. Leon can't go for me. He can't go for. He me. can't. I would it's, rather Franklin die than Leon.
2: I agree, because he at least is the most reasonable character that I can see yes. myself playing in. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> in snowfall. Yes. 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 <laughs>
2: He legitimately has a way out, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, if Franklin died, I would be like, you know what, At, get, only because Franklin just
2: taking it too far,
1: yeah.
2: It's like, it's like, uh, a, uh, a, a, the one dude in uh, in power with Tariq, uh, yeah. the light skinned ball dude that's the basketball player's dad. He was cool, but he was just doing too much. You just killing everybody, you just killing all your assistants and killing their like, come on, somebody got to get you, and out. I think.
1: What's her name? You know, his security. The one that's still living. Oh, uh, uh, uh. I, I think she's going to come back. on went, some, She's going to come back on some revenge type stuff. That's my went, prediction. Who, 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 who. You remember Jerome killed the tall, the tall girl that was up Oh, right she, there. she said she
2: was at the game. She said she was at mm. the game. I think that scared her, though, because Jerome.
1: She's going to spin the block on somebody.
2: Uh, man, uh, it would be surprising because Jerome beat the girl so bad it scared her, though. She was like, Man, I'm done, bro. I'm taking care of these kids, I'm finna be
1: out of here. What if they bring Mel back and she ends up helping Frank?
2: I think he tied in with the shorty, but I think the shorty needs to be in the scene so they can screw him over at the end because I think he's just gonna. Something with the real estate, you going to show up to the real estate, mm-hmm. and Jerome and one of them going to meet him there, you know?
1: Yeah. Man, Lucky Lefty Podcast, you guys have a great weekend, man. We're going to start some new stuff. Once again, LL Chicago, LL Chicago. We're building a new podcast, our city podcast for the city of Chicago. Eventually, you're going to have a studio show each and every day right here on Lucky Lefty Podcast, representing chicago sports and will eventually expand to other cities across the nation as ll chicago tap in we already launched our first episode episode one dealing with the chicago bears ryan pole the nfl combine and whether or not they will move back twice in the nfl draft not just once but twice in the nfl draft you can go and watch that on our youtube page we had kenneth davis who is the host of the Under the Center podcast on NBC Sports Chicago and also Football Night in Chicago. And we then had Sean Sierra, former former NFL player, who is the co-host of the Sean and Maya Morning Show in Chicago. For left. I'm Sean Davis. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the cinematic viewing. If indeed you are going to see Cocaine Bear or Creed 3, And we'll see you guys on Monday for another edition of the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Spin it different.
0: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement.